Hello and welcome to the extra wet edition of Meet Me at the Movies. It's the extra damp edition. It's uh, there, There's a lot of humidity in this particular edition of Meet Me at the Movies. And we'll explain that in a little bit. I'm going to team the second along with Thomas. We, we promise this is a family appropriate show. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. not going swimming. Well, maybe we are. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, well, Thomas, there is, uh, we've got a lot to try to talk about today, and uh, and here's the hard part of this particular show, this episode. Um, there's a new James Cameron film that we're bound bound by giving an actual review. We can't, we're embargoed. We can't give an actual review until the 15th, and if you're watching this show uh, on, on C19 TV, uh, you know that this will run through the 15th. So we're, we're recording this ahead of time. So we can't give an actual review of, of uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. And, and I want to say Avatar, The Shape of the Water, but that's not it. <laughs> it's Avatar, The Way of Water. We can give our reactions, social reactions and, and reactions that we're finding, but we can't give you a full-blown review. And if that's confusing, that's the that's just the journey of film criticism. <laughs> You know, it's a crazy time now. We can give reactions, but not reviews until uh, in, until a little later. It does release on December 15th. And Thomas, uh, James Cameron has been working on this movie for forever. Uh, the last one was out uh, over a decade ago. What, 12 years ago? Is that right? Uh, yeah, almost uh, 13, 14 years at this point. It was wow. like 2009, Christmas 2009. So, so we're gonna we'll dive in uh, deeper next week on, on this movie. But from from a general reaction uh, standpoint, for me, let me just share. And this was a tweet. So this is I am reading a tweet from myself. Um, uh, Avatar: The Way of Water is really a playground for James Cameron. Uh, he holds the keys to the toy store. <laughs> he can do whatever the heck he wants to do with it, uh, and the sights. And the sounds of this particular film, truly, it really is a marvel for the senses. Uh, it is a film that is designed for the big screen. You and I both watched it uh, in a Dolby uh, specified cinema with some new 3D technology that is truly spectacular. Absolutely. And um, my pretty much my one sentence reaction to this film is that I don't know that our brains are fully wired yet to comprehend just the staggering, awe-inspiring nature, the detail in these visual effects. And um, Cameron's always had a way to keep pushing that boundary, keep pushing forward with what you can accomplish in the visual media of storytelling. And um, this is the next step in that evolution. I mean, we had Avatar 2009 was a huge step there, and this is an even further step than that. And um, so essentially I can see why it took them 13 years to work on this film or 13 years for this film to come to fruition. Yeah. And it is a film Spielberg, Spielberg, uh, Spielberg and Cameron both love to push boundaries as it relates to art and science. And for this, uh, Cameron 
takes the art and science of film to a new level. And I, I just continue to be astounded by what he presents from a visual and a sound standpoint. So uh, pre prepare yourself for uh, three hours, 15, 20 minutes of, of screen time for this. Uh, and uh, it, it is one worthy of watching on the big screen just from the visual spectacular that it is uh, everything else we can we can talk about a little bit later any final thoughts before we move on and we can't give a grade for this officially yet uh yeah so basically i'll just say that we'll have a lot more to discuss next week when we can go further in depth on our reviews um i think you and i both did have our issues with the film and certain aspects of the script and the story but uh we'll get more into that detail next week but for as far as just the true spectacle, the true experience of cinematic storytelling, uh, it's absolutely worth whatever price you pay. I, there are probably going to be are some expensive tickets for this film, but it's <laughs> it's, it's going to be worth it. So if you yep. want just a true show, just yeah, go to see Avatar: The Way of Water. Yep, Avatar: The Way of Water, and you can find that all over the place on uh, December the 15th. That's Thursday, December the 15th. Well, if you're looking for a, a holiday film, Thomas, I want to talk briefly about uh, one I've been looking forward to called Violent Night, because it, the, just to play on words of, of Silent Night, Holy Night, and you've got a, a Christmas movie called Violent uh, Night, and uh, you've got some stars, David Harbour in this, uh, John Leguizamo in this, uh, as well as Alexis Lauder, who I really like. Uh, and, and Beverly D'Angelo, who we know from Christmas Vacation Chevy, uh, with Chevy Chase, she's in this uh, as well, and a few others. Uh, but but the, the storyline is uh, is kind of a – I'm trying to think how the best to describe it. it. It's a mixture of diehard, grumpy old men, bad Santa, Home Alone, uh, and John Wick. So you, you throw all of those things into a blender – uh, and you've got this movie about uh, a Santa who's been doing this for about 1,100 years, and he's just grumpy and he's tired, and he and he feels like Thomas that the world just doesn't care about Christmas anymore. He still takes care of those kids in need and those who still believe, but uh, he's just done. I mean, one of the opening scenes with him, we see him in a bar, you know, get you know, drinking as much as he can. So this is not. Uh, this is not the, uh, you know, Vance and Rankin Santa uh, that, that we uh, are <laughs> used to, to seeing. This is a whole different kind of Santa. Uh, there's a rich family who uh, becomes the victims of uh, a, a hostage situation, and, and Santa must come to the rescue. That's kind of the storyline. Uh, it's, a, it's a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, this, is, this is what it is set out to be. It's a very violent film, a very gratuitous uh, in pretty much uh, every um, way imaginable from a violence standpoint. Uh, it does go over the top. Uh, it, it has a lot of fun doing it. Uh, it's a film, Thomas, that knows what it is and it sticks to its guns. Uh, and uh, I think that's what I appreciated about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, candy canes and even sledgehammers. There's a sledgehammer called the Skull Crusher. So be on the lookout for that. If you think Thor's hammer was devastating, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, Violent Night uh, is in theaters. It's got a Rotten Tomato uh, ranking of 72%. IMDb has given this uh, 7.1 out of 10. Metacritic's 
55%. You know, I, I think if you're looking at strictly what the director's uh, intent was the, for this and the audience that this was going after, this movie hits all the marks. Uh, it, it is it is cheesy. Uh, it is full of um, corn. Uh, but it does it in a way that just speaks to what it is. This is not going to appeal to everybody. It's got a very specific audience. But, but honestly, for what this movie is, Thomas, and who it speaks to, uh, I found myself laughing. I found myself uh, engaging in it. I knew what I was going uh, going to see, uh, and it did not uh, it did not disappoint. So, Violent Night for me, Thomas. I'm giving this a solid B rating for what it is. Is it is it artistic cinema? No, uh, but that's not what it was meant to be. So, uh, Violent Night. Uh, if you're looking for a different kind of uh, of holiday film, one that, as I said, got an R rating, uh, it earns that R rating. Uh, in a lot of different ways. Uh, if, if you're looking for that, this may be the movie for you. Any thoughts, questions, or comments, Thomas? Yes, so comparing this to another Christmas favorite of ours, you know, Elf with uh, Buddy the Elf, Will Ferrell, John Favreau film, it's, that seems like thematically, as far as people losing the Christmas spirit, there is a bit of a connection there. However, what you're saying is David Harper's Santa doesn't respond in quite as peaceful a fashion as Ed Asner Santa and his buddy the elf. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? His, saying his response with, uh, is night? a lot different. That's for sure. Yeah, David Harbour is is perfect uh, in this movie. Uh, Violent Night. You can find that in theaters now. Uh, Thomas and, I, and we do have time uh, before we go to the break uh, to talk about a double feature you and I uh, took in. Um, and uh, I, I tell you what, let's let's bounce things a little bit. Let's talk about Willow the series when we come back after the break. We're going to talk about uh, the double feature. Um, I was a fan of Willow, uh, Ron Howard put together through uh, George Lucas Productions. Years ago, I really loved what it did. It was kind of a Lord of the Rings type film. But it was fun. It was engaging. Uh, and, and here we are, once again, with another legacy sequel. We talked about Avatar briefly, which was a legacy sequel. This is a legacy sequel series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and, and Willow is back uh, along with some of the returning cast members and some new cast members. Uh, you and I have uh, checked out a couple of episodes. Um, give me your thoughts uh, so far on Willow the series. Yes, yeah, so I'm coming into this with not as much of a nostalgic connection to Willow as you. I did watch Willow maybe once or twice growing up, and I was always a sucker for fantasy action, that kind of thing. I love Ron Howard and love Warwick Davis, of course. And, um, but, you know, coming into the series, I didn't really have any huge, like, sweeping hopes for it. But I would say through the first two episodes, I think it's about giving me about what I've expected. Uh, some of the character dynamics aren't quite working for me. Some of the performances are a little bit, um, you know, just not quite fully developed. But um, once you get to the end of the first episode, there's a very interesting uh, aspect that's incorporated into the storyline that uh, kind of sets the pace moving forward for what the rest of the series is going to be about. And uh, that definitely grabbed my attention and it kind of carried that momentum into the second episode. And they keep, it seems like they're going to keep exploring this particular aspect in a really, really creative way. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. And like you said, we've seen the first two episodes, um, but you know, it's it's very it's shot in New Zealand, beautiful cinematography, um, but uh, I think you and I are basically on the same page with our general reactions to the to Willow so far. 
Yeah, the original film was 1988, so we're talking about a, a huge span in time. Uh, and we do a, do see the span in time as well unfold uh, with some backstory uh, setting us up to kind of where we are now uh, in this story of, of, uh, of Willow uh, of Good, Warwick um, um, Davis, who is just amazing. You and I got a chance to meet him a few years ago at Disney. And uh, well, I, I more think, than a few, it was, it was about 15 years ago. This yeah, point. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, time flies when you're when you're having fun uh, and, and talking about uh, movies. But uh, yeah, Willow on, on Disney Plus, I'm with you. The first episode I felt was really did kind of drag a bit for me. I know it was trying to set up some characters, set up some backstories, uh, trying to kind of help us to know where we are now in this this new story. This uh, this new adventure that is to come. Uh, but there are, the teenage characters are not appealing to me, Thomas. I'll say that. There's some teenage characters that are the kids of some of the characters we saw previously. Uh, some of them are not really appealing to me. Uh, and I know it is kind of a coming of age story for them, but but Willow, uh, definitely um, the, the, the queen uh, played by uh, Joanne Wiley, who was married to, uh, to Val Kilmer, uh, as as the queen, and then also uh, there's a guy, uh, by, a character by the name of Borman, who is just he was imprisoned. We don't know why he was imprisoned, but he's on this quest um, with uh, with Willow and the others. So I'm excited about where it is to come. The, the effects are, are are pretty pretty decent in this as well as you would expect. Now uh, they've come a long way since that original back from 1988. Uh, any thoughts, any final thoughts or comments you want to make sure you share uh, about Willow, which can be found on Disney Plus? Yeah, glad you mentioned uh, Borman, I believe. Uh, I believe that's his name. He's one of the most interesting looking actors I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Let's see, his name is uh, Amar Chada Patel. Yes. And um, you might recognize him a few other things. I think he was in Aladdin a couple years ago, the live action remake. And uh, just incredible hair, just an incredible face. And uh, he has the look for movie stars so i'm just anytime he's on screen i just can't i'm just kind of entranced so yeah he, he is he is pretty dang amazing he, he truly is uh, and it's a it's a fun series I, I think it's one of those that uh if you're drawn to to fantasy and that kind of thing um even if you don't have the background on the original they give you enough backstory and there's some humor thrown in as well as there was uh, in the original um movie version of willow so willow the series you can find that on disney plus uh other thoughts comments uh you want to give a grade for this thomas so far uh, yeah I, solid um solid b for willow through the first uh, few episodes that we've seen yeah i'm, I'm with you I, I thought the uh first episode was more like a c and uh, it redeemed itself uh in, in episode uh two with an a and so i'm with you solid b for willow the series so far uh, and you can catch that again on, on Disney Plus. We'll come back uh, right after this intermission, and we're going to do a double feature review of Pearl and X uh, right after this quick intermission.
between your job, your family, and other demands on your time, life can get pretty hectic. So we want you to take time for yourself. Hi, I'm Jennifer Harrell, and I want you to join me for your health. Each month, the Cleveland County Health Department and C19 TV will explore topics that affect you and your family's health. We'll discuss the importance of exercise, a healthy diet, and regular health screenings and checkups. From fitness tips to warning signs to the latest healthcare news, for your health will help keep you in shape and up to date in Cleveland County. We want you to be your best, so join us each month for your health right here on Spectrum Cable and online c19.tv. Won't you come and meet me at the movies? Won't you come and watch a Hello, welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, Noel T. Man in the second here with Thomas Manning. We appreciate you spending time with us uh, as we talk cinema. Uh, and before the break, we talked about a few things. Violent Night, we talked about uh, Avatar, uh, not the shape of the water, but something relating to water. Uh, and we also talked about Willow. Or not the, not the last airbender either. <laughs> That's exactly. It's not the last airbender. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different one. It's a whole different one. <laughs> But, uh, but now we're going to talk about Double Feature, Thomas. This uh, The two movies we're going to talk about now uh, have actually been out for a little while, and, and you and I both just didn't get a chance to watch them when they were in theaters. So at awards season, these were sent out, and we thought, well, let's check out Pearl, uh, which is the prequel to X. Uh, and it's interesting, both of these films were shot at the same time. Uh, Mia Goth stars in both. Ty West is the writer and director uh, both as well, and he actually co-wrote uh, Pearl with Mia Goth. Uh, you and I took a, a different route. You know, most people got a chance to see X first, and then the prequel Pearl a little bit later. Both of those released this year, which is pretty pretty fascinating. But you and I watched them differently. We watched Pearl since that's the chronological original, and then X afterwards. And I think it helped both of us. Yeah, it's. Interesting, you don't usually get a chance to watch the prequel first anymore. Of course, growing up, when I was introduced to Star Wars, I watched the originals first, and I'm glad I did that. But, you know, prequels are typically designed to be viewed after the fact. But in this case, um, you know, when you get an opportunity to watch a prequel first, uh, I think it's it's cool to take that opportunity, and I'm glad we did that with Pearl. Um, and... So with Pearl takes place in 1918, uh, right on the edge of World War One, and the it's that that time period is reflected in the visual style of the film. The colors and the brightness it almost feels akin to something from you know Technicolor filmmaking that era. Everything visually it's like right on the edge of being unnaturally vivid and like unnaturally intense, um, but that almost adds to the heightened horror aspect of it just atmospherically you're like everything kind of feels like almost it um just the there's such a bright contrast to everything it feels like there's something that could explode or pop at any moment yeah and and i loved um uh, mia golf without a doubt thomas she worked well within this context of, of colors and space and time and time period uh, she uh, is one of my favorites of the year with this performance from an acting standpoint. She she was quite amazing. Now, if, if you, you could be picky about her particular Southern accent, this does take place in, in Texas, and, and maybe it, that feels a little bit over the top. But I tell you what, Thomas, throughout this film, 
you see her uh, go through some pretty crazy changes. And when, when you see that uh, unfold on screen, it is nuts, man. It is pure nuts. Yeah, there's this 10-minute sequence uh, pretty much right at the start of the third act of the film where Mia Goth gives this incredible monologue and the camera is just trained on her face, just slowly, steadily zooming in and then just kind of sits there on her face as she's giving this monologue for like five straight minutes. Um, and her entire, um, the, it's basically an entire statement on her character and her character yep. arc. Um, just incredible writing there. Got to give credit to you know both her and Ty West for that moment. But also that is immediately followed by a very impressive tracking shot that takes the camera, you know, on a dolly track down the road. It feels like the camera ends up about a quarter mile from where it started. And this was all in one take. And um, this was the moment in the third act where, you know, Pearl, as I'm not spoiling anything by saying she is, <laughs> she's a killer. She's a murderer. She, <laughs> she's, a she's a little bit off her rocker. And so this is the moment where, this is the moment where she like truly becomes that super villain almost. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's the, the film does provide uh, some nods to uh, early films uh, stylistically to uh, Wizard of Oz and, and even Mary Poppins. Uh, and, and this is a, you know, it's a slasher film, but it's really, to me, it's, it's much more of a, um, a character study than anything else. And what it is that will trigger those who have a propensity for uh, for violence uh, or for personality traits that that maybe they want to keep under wraps or maybe the mask that they're putting on to try to hide themselves from from what uh, what they truly are. A pearl, it's truly a fascinating film for me. I was I was thoroughly impressed with this. Yeah, it's basically a character study about how the slasher became the slasher. Yes, absolutely, and and that is a. Uh, a, a challenging thing to do and to do well where it doesn't feel like it's something that's been done uh, over and over and over again. And this one, this one did it well. Uh, Pearl, which is the prequel uh, to X. And uh, what, what, what's the rating you're going to give on Pearl or anything else you want to make sure you share? Uh, for Pearl, I'm going to give it a solid A minus. Okay. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. Solid A minus for Pearl, the prequel uh, to X. Uh, and let, let's talk about X, uh, which was, uh, the uh, the first installment of this Ty West uh, trilogy because he's got another one coming out called Maxine uh, that he's working on as well. You know, this is one of those uh, films that from the beginning said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pay homage to these kind of classic horror slasher films from years gone by. Everything from Texas Chainsaw Massacre to to even Jaws, which isn't a slasher film, but it, it does have horror elements. Uh, to Friday the 13th and, and a few in between. And I think he does that with, with this film. Uh, Mia Goth is in this, also Jenna Ortega, uh, Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, and Owen Campbell uh, are stars uh, in this film that takes place in, uh, what's the time period, Thomas? It's like uh, 70? 1979. All right, 1979. Yeah, so it, it's, uh, and, and stylistically, it's shot with that in mind. This is just kind of on the edge of, the video revolution where videos are going to be in, in the homes of everyone. And uh, you have these teenage kids that decide they're going to make a, a porn film is what they're going to do. That's where the title kind of X. Well, the, the title comes from that, but there's, there's another meaning to X 
as well that we learn uh, later on. So these kids decide to, to basically rent this barn and this this old uh, farmstead guest house from this uh, elderly couple uh, to do this uh, to do this film, and, and chaos ensues. Yeah. And it is important to note that uh, Mia Goth plays multiple roles in this film and across this franchise. So it's not the same character every time. You might be confused at first if you watch Pearl first and then X like we did. But, um, you know, pretty right off the bat, it's pretty apparent that uh, they are very different individuals. But they are almost on, uh, thematically, they're like on a collision course. And, yes. um it's so I, I really like the way they tie that together, and it's not just a gimmick to have the same actor playing multiple characters in the same universe. It all ties together emotionally with what they're trying to communicate with this character. Yeah, the movie was released uh, in uh, in mid March, and Pearl was released in in September. So there was a gap of a, you know of about five or six months, which was pretty interesting to do it this way, and I think it really worked. Uh, I'm glad that you and I watched them back-to-back the way we did, and we literally did. We, as soon as one was over, we watched the, the next one, and I haven't done that in a long time, just watching a, a double feature as part of a franchise, but, man, I'm glad I did. Absolutely, I am as well, and uh, we, we were able to watch this back-to-back on a weeknight, and, you know, for me, that's not generally a problem, but for <laughs> you, it has to be has to be two really engrossing films for you to be able to pull that off at your age, and uh, <laughs> so I think... I think that's a testament to uh, Ty West's filmmaking here, that he was able to grip you in for a double feature on a Wednesday night in December. Absolutely. And and this really is, honestly, it it is the kind of, in many ways, the paint-by-number serial killer slasher film. There's not a whole lot new for it, if you're going to look at it just from a slasher film standpoint, but the way they get to it and, and putting the story within the story uh, is to me what makes it a little little bit different. And also paying homage to all these other films that kind of came before it and do it in a way that actually feels organic within the storyline. Absolutely. And if you have, if you prefer slashers, I think X is going to fit you more. But if you prefer more of a slow burn, then Pearl is going to do it for you. And I think that's really cool that Ty West is almost approaching each film in a different genre. Um very fascinating to see what he does with Maxine, uh, which is in development currently. And I assume that's going to take place somewhere in the 90s or somewhere in the 80s. And uh, so there's a lot you could go with paying homage to horror films from that decade and that era. Uh, but yeah, I think for X, I'm going to give it a solid B+. And I, I first personally preferred Pearl, but uh, like I said, with this franchise, there is someone for... You know, from all horror sensibilities, from all horror backgrounds, there's something for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, I'm with you. Solid A, A- minus uh, for me for this movie as well. Uh, X, uh, you can find both of these movies uh, wherever video on demand uh, is available and also through physical media. Uh, we'll wrap things up with a, uh, a movie uh, quote of the week, a movie quote of the week. Uh, this comes from We Bought a Zoo, and, and I really love this quote. Um all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery, and it will change everything. Uh, love that quote, and I think it's uh, so true on a lot of different levels. Uh, next week, uh, when you uh, join us uh, right here on Meet Me at the Movies, uh, Thomas, I think you and I are going to actually be able to give a full-blown review of Avatar 
uh, the way of water. Uh, we're also going to uh, talk about Spirited uh, with Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds to kind of keep that holiday theme uh, going. And uh, and I think there's another film that you wanted to make sure you mentioned uh, that we talk about next week, too. Yeah, After Yang, another great Colin Farrell film from this year. He's been on a hot streak, and uh, he doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Awesome. Well, for everybody who spends time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies, we do appreciate it. Uh, whether in, we're in the studio, whether we're on location, no matter where we are, we appreciate you. And uh, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Uh, info at C19TV is where you can uh, email us if you have questions, comments, suggestions, or uh, or demands. We'll take them all. <laughs> uh, and we do encourage you to, to go out there and enjoy yourself uh, and escape with the uh, art and science that is cinema. So until next time, I'm Noel T. Manning, the second for Thomas Manning, the rest of the cast and crew. That's a wrap.